Hello and welcome to the Breaking Barriers podcast. I am a special uh, guest host today. <laughs> I'm usually the guy behind the scenes, you know, recording the podcast and such, but um, I'm sitting in for Daniel Robinson. My name is Jamil Cruz, and it is certainly a pleasure to be on the podcast today. Uh, today we have two very, very special guests with us. They're no strangers to the podcast. They've been on here before. Um, we have Dorian, and we also have Dwayne from uh, the Youth Leadership Council, uh, from the Breaking Barriers Youth Leadership Council. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Good. I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm happy to be here and just um, actually touch bases on everything. Yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely we definitely want to touch base on, on quite a few things today. What's, what's been going on with you, Dorian? Uh, you know, graduation's coming up. I'm okay. feeling good. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm out of high school. <laughs> um, going to Kenesha's, I'm, I'm happy. Nice. So, what's the what do you what's the plan for you? So, you're going to Kenesha's, right? Uh, you know, you you have something that you thinking about you you're majoring in or thought about that just yet? Yeah, I, my major is um it's going to be in anthrozoology. Okay, anthrozoology. Tell us a little bit about that, man. It's about um animal behaviors, conservation, and ethics, and that's uh, um you know basically I want to get into like uh being independent, you know, working for myself. And uh, I'm minor in biology, and I'll see where I go from there if I want to change up. Dude, you're a science dude. So yeah. you're into the sciences and stuff? Yeah, pretty much. That's, Man, that's what I'm listen, into. I, I'm so far removed from school and college and all that, and <laughs> science was just not my thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wanted to major in exercise science when I was in college, but... Um, when I realized that I had to actually take science classes, <laughs> it was just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Um, that's, that's awesome though, man. So uh, in terms of like career wise, you know, uh, what are some careers that, you know, that kind of come out of being a, 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 a anthro, how, how do you say anthrozoologist? Anthrozoology. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking about being a professor. Nice. That's, that's something I want to get into. Very nice. I think I like kind of, you know, teaching and being of a, a mentor to kids and whatnot. Right. Uh, I like to sort of go into human-animal therapy, you know, psychologically, like on clinical therapy. That's more psychology on that end. Mm-hmm. But um, that's something I want to take into my degree to work with uh, human-animal therapy. That's dope, bro. That's really, really dope. We need we don't see that many brothers that say they want to get into anthrozoology, you know. So so the fact that you even I mean you're schooling me today. I mean I'm I'm mm-hmm. I got a couple of years on you in age and such, but yeah, you're definitely schooling me today on because oh. I you know this is stuff that I've never even heard of. Before. I'm over yeah. here looking like um I'm constipated. Like what <laughs> what, what what um what is that? But you know that's that's really cool that you're going to do that. I mean not that like you said not that many African American males have that mindset or right. just even know what that is in right, general right, right so that shows that you're you're smart you're <laughs> thank you, <That's> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so what about you Dwayne? i mean you know because oh, yeah. you're in your what you're, you're wrapping up your junior year right now right you know so uh what, what's what's the plans for you for the summer you know what do you what do you plan on doing um after you finish up um this school year I'm probably going to have to go to summer school. I ain't even going to lie because, I mean. You're honest, brother. Yeah, I'm honest because, I mean, it's just, you know, you got, you focused on so much stuff that really didn't, you know, that really didn't. um Don't dwell on bad yeah, things. It's st- yeah, stuff that really didn't, you know, was at the time important. Right. And so me personally, I know like uh, a few classes I'm going to have to catch up in. Right. So. That's probably it, and hopefully, if I do have time for traveling, I will. Absolutely, I mean it's gonna be a great time. I mean, you know, the weather's is breaking, it's nice outside. I was just telling you guys before we got on that, 
you know, when when the, when the weather breaks for me, I'm I'm out. You know, I, I travel. You know, so I try to I try to get out and get around. You know, so it's nothing wrong with that. And, and and obviously too, there's nothing wrong with you know needing to catch up too. You know, I mean, the fact that you're honest about you know your situation right now. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, th- I think that's that's very admirable uh, mm-hmm. of you. You know, just to say that. Like, listen, I know I need to get caught up. You know, and I'm going to do that. I mean, you're a pretty bright kid. So, you know, uh, you know, I always was told that, you know, a setback is just a setup for a comeback. You know, so, so you know, you just, you know, had a couple setbacks and, you know, now you're about to come back strong. Oof, complete. You know, I'm about to, wait, just wait for it. Watch this, just wait. Y'all see. All y'all listening, y'all will see. I'm going to be, watch this. My name going to be on billboards. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, for America's Most Wanted. No, I'm just playing. Man, don't even put that in the atmosphere. Don't even put that out there, brother. You know what I'm saying? No, of course not. No, but um, I do, like like I said, it's grind time, mm-hmm. and you just got to push. If you really believe it's something that you could do, you can always do it. Just believe in yourself and you can achieve it. Right. You just got to stay focused and you got to stay motivated. At the same time, you know, you're always going to get a little, like you said, it's a little setback, but you can always recover and bring yourself back. So that's what I'm trying to do right now, you know, trying to maintain school, uh, other stuff outside, you know, it's it's a little extra, but at the same time, I'm going to come back. But it's good good life experiences, though, you know, because trust me, I was just having a conversation with my wife before we came here. And we were just uh, we just came from my cousin's graduation and we were just talking about like, you know, how a lot of these 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 fresh graduates, they, you know, they 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 graduating with their their eyes wide open right now. You know, and the world is just at their fingertips. But, you know, and this is, you know, not to be negative, but sometimes they don't know what they're about to face. You know, in the real world, you know, people used to always say that to us when we were younger, like, oh, the real world, this real world, that. And, you know, I I just kind of shrugged it off and just kind of like, you know, they just kind of talking nonsense right now. But it is a real world. It's a a very real world out there, you know. But the fact that you guys, you know, kind of have a vision on, you know, where you want to go, that's a great start right there, you know, because... Um, oftentimes you have people, especially young men of color, you know, we, and we're going to talk a little bit about this, um, um, throughout the podcast, but, uh, when you talk about having that vision, sometimes they don't have that vision and oftentimes they don't have the vision because they don't have that guidance or that, that mentorship, you know, and you guys are taking full advantage of, of having those things, um, especially being a part of this youth leadership council with the breaking barriers, um, initiative. So, um, I kind of, you know, Dwayne, we've had you on the show before. Yes. And, you know, we, you know, we didn't really get a chance to talk much about, you know, just your, um, your experiences so far, because I think what you guys have been part of this council since the beginning of the year sometime. We have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of want to um, get a sense from you guys and give the um, the listeners a sense as well. Like, what's your take been so far? What has your experience been like? Uh, being a part of this Youth Leadership Council. Dwayne, we'll start with you. Oh, man. I mean, this, ever since January, I, I knew coming into it that this group was legit. I mean, full of people with so much charisma and, you know, enthusiasm, and, you know, just had that extra oomph to them, you know, like right. just always motivated and just inspiring. So, I mean, it's been a roller coaster. You yeah. know, we had our ups and downs. Sometimes, you know, we may disagree. Talk about some of those. Talk about some of those ups and downs in terms of, okay, obviously, you know, you have your highs, your lows, but kind of talk about some of the challenges that you've seen so far. And then, you know, um, Dorian, I want to kind of ask you the same thing. Um, well, from what I witnessed, you know, we, we may 
disagree on a lot of occasions, but you know, there's still a brotherhood, and that brotherhood is strong. We're strong. I mean, we, you know, we may argue and get over it, you know, slap it up, you know, handshake everything at the end, but I do feel like it gets to where that point, like, you know, this dude is wrong, or, you know, he's wrong, he's wrong, I'm right, you know. It's always bickering back and forth, but at the same time, like I said, it's a brotherhood, and we always recover from it, so it's never an on-lasting, you know, an on-lasting argument or, right. you know, disagreement. Right, right. What about you, Dorian? What about uh, what about some of the challenges, uh, uh, ups and downs, uh, your experiences with being a part of the Youth Leadership Council so far? For me, I would say that some challenges would be reflecting off what he said. It would be um, having to disagree. Like, everybody's not going to have the same ideals. Uh, their background would kind of take place in their conflict on values and whatnot. And it's not always about that. Sometimes it's more of um, somebody taking responsibility. Uh-huh. But we don't have a heavy problem with that. I mean, for the most part, we're respectful to each other. Mm-hmm. We uh, we have guidelines, we have guidelines, norms, and we, for the most part, follow that. Right, yeah. right. Um, and that's the one thing I, I, I really appreciate about this particular group being together because uh, you see, uh, oftentimes, especially when you get a lot of men in the room together, you know, when you get a lot of men in the room together. Uh, it can be it can be challenging at times. You know, people have differences of opinions. Egos come into play. You know, oh my God, people's egos. Listen, um, I've been a part of many organizations, many groups where you know egos have kind of they, they've destroyed relationships. You know, they've destroyed relationships. But that's something that you know I don't see coming from this group. You know, because right. you guys are very very tight. You guys have a very cohesive unit. Over there, so kind of Dwayne, if you can for a second, just kind of talk about you know some of those things. What are some of those strengths that you believe that kind of keep that keep that bond together? I feel like we all have a passion. Each and every one, each and every one of us have that passion that you know separates us from each other to where we want this group to actually strive. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're constant. You know, every, every meeting we're always there. You know, we're active. We're constantly being involved and if we keep that passion in mind when we were together that I just feel like it's almost like the glue if you lose your passion I feel like you will start to fall apart like in the group like you said it's males you know we all have egos of that sort but at the same time I do feel like us as one have that same goal to try to make our communities better and livable I mean Right now, it's just that recovering process, and right now, we're just trying to keep ourselves motivated and just stuck together for the most part. Right. What about you, Dorian? Oh, I'm sorry, Dorian. Um, uh, when it comes to some of the, the strengths of of the Leadership Council, some of those things that kind of really hold you guys together from your vantage point, uh, what do you think some of those things are? To me, for the most part, I feel like we get along well. I mean, that's that's definitely the most important thing when it comes to teamwork is that everybody is on the same page, making sure we're level-headed with the things we have to do, and people taking responsibility within the program. I feel like that's where our strengths come in, and we're all open to each other. You know, we have our different ideas. We may disagree with each other sometimes, but Mm -hmm. it comes down to coming to a compromise Mm -hmm. and making sure that we uh, 
we have a plan set in for helping the community be better. Right, right. So, I mean, you guys both talked about community a lot, you know, uh, you know, in your responses. Uh, you know, Dwayne, we had you on the, um, the first episode yeah. of Chop It Up. You know, that's our new video series, uh, you know, is, you know, where it's going to have real talk between like, you know, you know, you guys in the leadership council and guys who I like to refer to as the OGs. Right. You know, some of the guys is, you know, in the barbershops, the guys that's in the community and such. Um, and they can just, you know, kind of give you real practical advice on manhood, mm-hmm. on, you know, on being a family man, um, all types of things. So, um, you know, you talk about um, community. What are some of the challenges that you see like in the community um, and how this particular uh, organization can kind of help you guys rectify some of those challenges in the community? Well, I feel poverty is most definitely a problem within a lot of African-American communities. Um, There's not enough resources to go around, per se, you know, that the city is willing to give up Mm -hmm. and to put into those communities. And I feel like if you're living in a, you know, area where there's not that much of this or you're not that much of that, of course you're going to feel like you're given the smaller, okay, let's say the smaller bone of the group. Mm -hmm. And that angers people. Some people don't realize that that's why we're so angry. You know, everybody refers to as the angry black woman or the angry black man. We're angry because we've been treated <laughs> like crap right? for the past how many centuries now? Yeah. And I do get the point that everybody's trying to, you know, keep us calm and, you know, fix potholes in the street and... Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's bull crap, to be honest. I do feel like there's a lot, a lot more that needs to be done for us to at least start recovering. I mean, we're trying as a group to keep our community, you know, peaceful. Right. I mean, crime, that's another thing. Um, drugs. Drugs is a major problem. Epidemics going on. But that's some stuff we can't help. You got to help yourself before you try doing anything else. And that's what we're doing. We're trying to keep ourselves, like I said, motivated and, Mm -hmm. you know, just open-minded so we can go out into the community and share what we learned from the group. You know, we have our discussions and et cetera, but I do feel like we need to work on ourselves before we start working on other people. Right. Yeah. And Dorian, uh, uh, Dwayne just kind of hit on a a very deep topics there. Uh, One of those things that I kind of took away from that was about how we as a community have been oppressed for for long long periods of time so in your opinion do you think especially when it comes to young men of color um do you think that's intentional do you think that um, it's intentional uh, there's an intentional and deliberate effort to try to suppress us and our rights and our, our freedoms and our economic rights and such and um, if so why do you think that is i would say that we have two oppressions we have one from an opposition and one from ourselves. Mm, that's deep. I would say one from the opposition would be, um, a lot of people would argue systematic racism. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would say, you know, incarceration. They would say uh, a lot of school behavioral troubles, you right. know, mm-hmm. like with uh, um, that school to prison pipeline and such. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I feel like there's that element to the kids and teenagers utterly growing and 
there's more of um within ourselves we got to work on ourselves right. and i think that was what was important uh that came from Dwayne was that if we work on ourselves mm-hmm. we'll bring a much better impact to the people around us right and to the people around us that don't work on themselves and keep a dark light around them they would uh you know that's the that's the other oppression right that's oppression right. ourselves i think that's what right. that is right. to me so you guys you know you guys you meet at your uh for your leadership council meetings you know what uh, twice a month and a lot of these issues that you guys are speaking about i know sometimes that you guys discuss um, some of these things, you know, ha- and have those conversations amongst each other about, you know, um, how you can go about fixing some things. So kind of give the, the audience just a sense of some of the conversations uh, that take place uh, within the Youth Leadership Council um, over with Breaking Barriers. Personally, I do feel like well, we do mention a lot of problems, but we don't, I, f- I personally don't feel like we mention a lot of benefits from this. Mm-hmm. We're all so focused on the bad and the ugly that we don't have time for the good and the, you know, beautiful. Yeah. So was, what's some of the good? Let's, let's, let's talk about that. What's some of the good? Some of the good in our communities, I mean, just being able to see more people like us. Right. I mean, we may try to escape from it and end up somewhere. We, you ain't even going to see another African-American person. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to miss seeing that. You know, person that always stand on the corners, you're talking to people, or you're seeing that woman that's in the store constantly. I do feel like just being around people like you is a really important value that we need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just so they could give you, a, you know, the advice you need in life. You know, there's maybe there's that neighbor you talk to or, you know, that store clerk you always talking to that just gives you that new light on situations that you never think of and I feel like there is a lot of that in our communities you know besides the gun violence besides drugs besides poverty there are some people within the community who make the community whole I mean it still needs to be rebuilt you know you know kept up but right right there's people within the community that gives the community its name and you know glorifies it so I mean we do need to give those people recognition because right now it's not Give it mm-hmm. at all. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all focused, like I said, on the bad. It's time for us to f- focus on the good and what we can do in the future so our communities can be even better. Right. And Dorian, to that point, what do you think uh, when it comes to, excuse me, when it comes to um, having those people in the community that you can look up to, those mentors, those big, those big brothers, like h- how important is it for you personally to be able to connect with people like that? For me personally, I think... Um it's very positive to have somebody that I could see as a Black Panther in real life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that person that's a doctor, that black doctor, that black lawyer, the black TV show host, that person that could change communities and bring a lot of light to what is dark. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what helps me mentally, you know, adjust my goals and to strive for more right to do better on a daily basis try to perfect myself i feel like that's what um mentally that's what i'm looking at so uh, it's important for you to kind of see other people who look like you you know who are in you know higher positions or doing things that you know exactly. you eventually aspire eventually aspire to do that's really important for you yeah that's that's exactly like exactly what i right. find important to mm-hmm. 
me and younger ones growing up. Right, right. I mean, I feel like they shouldn't look at superheroes on uh, TV. I mean, well, I'm, they could do that. They can enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it needs to be real. Right, right. I feel like that's what's important to uh, finding what uh, stimulates them to do greater and to find that superhero, that role model that they need. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, and you talked about, you know, that, that Black Panther and, you know, mm-hmm. and I think the cultural relevance of, of, of a movie like that where, you know, people were able just to um, really gravitate toward that and really, you know, even though that was a completely fictional, uh, it was a, comp- uh, a fictional piece of work, mm-hmm. you know, um, just the, the, the meaning behind it. You know, it, it just felt real. Like, you know, for me, when I go to different places, like uh, going to different cities where I see a lot of well-to-do uh, African-Americans and such, it feels like Wakanda to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we, we need to do a better job of trying to create our own Wakandas yes. in, our own, in our own areas. So, Dwayne, can you kind of talk about that for a bit? We do need to have that, like I said, to everything. But I, I feel like it starts with us personally. What we choose to do in the future reflects back on our community. Like, mm-hmm. let's say if you become a billionaire and they want, you know, they your whole bio gets put on the Internet, everything, Google, all that. It's going to say where you were from. Mm-hmm. You, you can't forget where you're from. Absolutely. And the people that do be, make themselves out of something, you know, grow up to be. You know, let's say a basketball player, NFL star. I feel like they forgot where they came from. They're just so focused on where they are now that you don't care, like, the situation you grew up in. Now that you got your money, now that you got your fame, that everybody's going to be focused on what you got now and not what you had then. If you go, like, I feel like if those people was to come back to the community and reach out and, you know, try to talk to the youth and, you know, talk to the seniors so they could talk to us, personally so we can be like them or you know be better but i do feel like it 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 involves them and what we do in the future so we can you know develop and strive yeah and i think that's really unfortunate too Um, the point that you just mentioned about you know how you have folks who you know they kind of it's like when i when i got i got mine so i'm good you know i'm not you know and i you know especially for a lot of these folks because they come from the communities that we come from They've experienced a lot of things that we, we were experiencing, um, we've experienced um, coming up. Um, a lot of our stories are the same, you know, um, but for some reason or another, they just decide that it's not important for them to reach back, you know, and kind of help. You know, um, I have this, um, this nonprofit organization that, that my wife and I started, and our mantra is lift as we climb, right? Mm-hmm. So as we continue to see success, and, you know, ascend to those higher heights of, of career and things like that, we have an obligation to make sure that we reach a hand back and bring people along with us, you know, and we need to see more of that, you know. So um, I think that was a really, really good point um, that you made um, about that because, uh, you know, it, it, the last thing we want, especially, you know, when you're talking about uh, folks who, <clears throat> excuse me, who live in a, in a, in a space in, the, in these communities where they don't get to see a lot of positive things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really it's going to be really important for them to make sure that they can, uh, you know, they can they can have those folks that they can reach out to. Of and, course, you know. So um, I kind of want to switch gears for a second, y'all, because um, 
you know, there's a lot of things that's happening in our culture right now. A lot of things that's happening um, for people of color, against people of color. And, you know, I just kind of want to talk about some of those things, you know. So um, so one of the things uh, I think that you guys probably have seen, uh, it's this new video that's out by Childish Gambino, mm-hmm. right? It's called This Is America. I think the video is such a, a an incredible uh, massive creative masterpiece in my opinion um, but the messaging in there is is really really powerful so um, did you guys get a chance to see that video yet yeah I saw it the day it came out okay so the day it was on YouTube I, um, not well YouTube day can wait you know. um, I would say I want to start with the beginning like uh, in the beginning with the warehouse that was the warehouse that was empty mm-hmm. and then he goes in with instrumental it was a nice instrumental mm-hmm. And the guy with the violin, he sort of looked like Trayvon's father. Right. Well, I don't know if he was Trayvon's Ooh, father. Oh, I didn't even... Yeah, I Trayvon didn't even Martin, peep that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, Childish Gambino, he pulled out a gun out of his back pocket, and he shot the man in the chair with the... I think it was a guitar? Mm, the guitar, guitar. Yeah. yeah. And with that that pose that he uh, had done, and I was I was questioning that. I was like... What, um, like what, what did that symbolize? What mm-hmm. was that about? And I'm thinking about it. It kind of looked like the Jim Crow symbol. It did. Mm. It was right. The right. guy, like who's um, mm-hmm. that that pose with the hand on the hip and the one hand in the air. He shot him, and I think the next part was very like very important. Was that after he shot him, the kid came up with the red uh, cloth. And covered the gun and ran away with it mm-hmm. while he went on with the song. I think that was. Um, what do you think about that part, Dwayne? I, I mean, that shows that we're willing to cover up anything. That's what I got from it personally. I feel like we cover up stuff that shouldn't be covered up. Mm. I mean, that clearly he shot him, and that kid basically took the weapon so he wouldn't get in trouble for it. Mm. So mm. I took that as if. He's trying to cover up his friend and basically take that risk. Because, I mean, if you do a little bit more digging into it, maybe some of you didn't. But at the end of the day, you're going to find out where that gun is. Like, what's the gun? And after you evaluate the bullet and everything, and then that kid who took that gun will be charged and not the person who shot him. Right, right. So I just feel like there's that whole scene right there that was just a cover-up so trying to protect other people from what they did and you know not facing their demons right right do you think that um you know having a video like that having messages like that do you think that's important you know from a creativity standpoint uh to try to portray uh, you know, certain messages, certain things that's happening in our communities and such, because a lot of people were taken aback by it. A lot of people were very offended by by something like that. You know, so uh, did you guys did you guys take offense to it, or you know, do you think it's do you think it was appropriate to um, to have uh, to to produce and, and put out a video like that? I think it's very appropriate. We live in a country where we have free speech, right? We can express what we so-called want. free speech. So-called free yeah. speech. We have we have limitations like hate speech, and uh, I feel like we should be able to put out things such as uh, "This is America" 
to sort of enlighten what is like not seen or to show what is hidden mm. behind things. And I feel like a lot of things from the video, like the scene where the children were dancing, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of things in the background that you wouldn't notice. And I would say, um, like, the people that were dancing in the background with the cars and everything, mm-hmm. the two chickens on the floor, there was uh, this kid blowing money through this uh, machine. I don't know what it's called. I think it's like a... What do you, what do you call it? It's like a... He had a gun. Yeah, his money just yeah, shooting yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it's called, but, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. A money shooter? Seat. That's what I call it. Yeah, a money shooter. Yeah, a money shooter. Um, he had that gun, and he was just blowing money away. Mm. And it was a black kid blowing money away mm. over people, and I, I found that so interesting and in how he put that in as a like a kid. And um, another thing, like the dancing, was also a distraction, and I felt like that represented like entertainment. Right. Way, yeah, Go ahead. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, but um, when you spoke about the kid blowing money away, I mean, I personally took that as if. They say black people don't know what to do with their money. Yeah. We don't know how, like, once we get it, <clears throat> we spend it and blow it off. And so that's why I took it as if that they meant that, the, like, you know, African-Americans in general, once we get a little taste of fame and, you know, fortune that we just psh, blow it away, right. it's done for, then we back to the hood and basically it's over. Right. And so I feel like that's that. Me personally, that's why I felt like it, it was referring to. But right. let me continue. And uh, Doran, you brought up a good point about you know the the whole entertainment part of that messaging. You know because uh, oftentimes when you it's thought that people kind of want us, they want to be entertained by us. They, they don't want, want they like, don't want to take us serious in any other way. You look at what's happening with um, Colin Kaepernick, for example. Yep. Right. And how he was just completely blackballed from the NFL. Um, and I, I remember on, on a number of occasions watching some of these sports shows and such. And you have um, these guys this on there essentially telling him, uh, hey, just shut up and, and, and play football. You know, you had a, 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 a newscaster on Fox News who told LeBron, the same, LeBron James the same thing. We don't, wanna, we don't care about your political views or anything like, or, you know, your views about what's happening in the community. Your job is just to sit there and play basketball and entertain us. And that's it. So that's, I think that's really important that you, uh, that you, uh, you know, reference that, you know, because, you know, that's an unfortunate reality of, of, of our community, you know? So, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, for me, I would say like this video, once again, is good to display some of our reality. And to display or just to show people in general, whoever watched it, just what is um, what's been happening, what's going on. Mm. If they're not already aware, I feel like having I mean, you know, LeBron and Kaepernick, they perform very well at a very high level, very high level. And because they do that, they're very influential Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they're so influential. They. Have a, like a heavy voice on children, mm-hmm. teenagers, and adults alike. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with um, going back to our voice being silenced type of thing, this video kind of gave us a bit of a voice in a sense. Right. All right, Dwayne, what do you what do you think about that? Oh, <laughs> what do I not think about it? I just feel like 
I no, like we're having this discussion, right? Based on the stuff we saw in the video, within the video. Mm. But in some people's minds, because since they may not be open minded like we are, they didn't maybe they didn't see some of the stuff we saw. Only thing they saw was a performance, music, people playing around, you know, just riots. You know, if, if it was a closed minded person, they probably be like, Oh, this is a regular, you know, rap video or this is a regular, you know, Gang bang video, which is not. There's so much more to videos that people really need to wake up and look. Absolutely. This is what's going on now that you are constantly overlooking and not paying any attention to. That it needs attention to be done. That's why the videos was was produced right. to have attention to you know to wake people up that this is what's going on and it's time for you to stop overlooking stuff and actually pay attention of what's going on within your community and what's going on within our world. I mean, right now, everybody's so closed-minded and not open-minded that they probably didn't even see some of the stuff that we saw because they were so focused on him dancing and, you know, just doing stupid stuff that they thought it was another ordinary video, which it was not. Right, right. Man, guys, listen, um, this conversation can go on for... I mean, this is a conversation itself about that video and the references um, of that video... Uh, we can. I think we can teach a class on this uh, <laughs> on that on that video. You know, we'll but right, right. But um, we're gonna have to start to wrap it up um, soon. But um, one thing I want to ask you guys. Uh, one more thing before we wrap up. Um, we want to kind of take it back to the leadership council because uh, you know this is a great opportunity. Uh, this this leadership council that was formed to really engage young men of color in Buffalo and throughout Western New York. So if you guys can each give. Um, one piece of advice on why this leadership council is important um, for other young people, other young men of color um, who are thinking about joining. Um, what would that piece of advice be? Dorian, let's start with you. All right, I'm, I'm going to get a little deeper after this. But um, I would say, first, it would be something to put on your resume, something that looks good. You make a lot of connections. You meet a bunch of great people. Like, I read I re quick... Um, I was reacquainted with uh, Jamil here, and I met him through uh, Jack and Jill of America. Mm. I don't know if I was going to see you again, you know, <laughs> but I'm here doing a podcast, and I'm grateful that, you know, I was in a program to meet you again right. and to meet people like, uh, just like the firemen that came through, black business owners, mm. the priest, ECC counselor. You know, mm. having those people in there, it's always great to see them. I feel like to the people that are in there, those should be the Black Panthers. Absolutely. Mm. To me, that's what those those people should be. The piece of advice that you would give. The piece people. of advice that I would give for people is uh, keep your head high. Be optimistic. I mean, don't be so optimistic to where you're ignorant to things that are going around you. But definitely keep your mouth open about things and do not hide what's going on in the community. I would say that's very important because a lot of people have this idea of maybe staying silent will keep me see safer. Right. And a piece of that kind of keeps us, in my opinion, kind of keeps us to the community at the stage it's at. Right. You know, I think that's, that's kind of what we're doing, to put a voice out and going to council sessions to make sure that things are being changed within our community. I think that's my piece of advice to yeah, I mean, that's a good point because, you know, especially about, you know, not 
uh, staying silent on issues that's happening in the community. A uh, great philosopher um, by the name of Jay-Z once said, uh, what you reveal, you heal. Yes. Right? So, you know, if once you are able to kind of bring to light a lot of those things that's been in darkness for so long, that's when you can start to begin that healing process for that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so Dwayne, uh, what about you? If, um, you know, you have some people out there who say, hey, I want to get involved with breaking barriers. Like, you know, why should I join? Why well, should they join? Give first them, give thing them I'm going to say is this. You just get on it right away. I mean, this could change your whole light on everything that you think or thought about over the years, you know, growing up in this type of ordeal. But just stay open-minded and stay true to yourself. I mean, if you feel like you're not yourself, then who are you? Mm. You can't expect to, you know, evolve within this world and you don't even know who you are as a person mm. because you don't know what you like in life. You don't know what you don't like. So I'm just going to say stay true to yourself and just be open-minded on situations. I mean, like I said, that video itself, you that showed, like, if you open-minded currently and you notice some of that stuff going on, I mean, it was clear as day, but some people just don't see it. Mm. But um, just just try to find yourself and just... Like you said, don't be so ignorant to where you don't care anymore. Right. Well, gentlemen, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you guys so much for all that you do um, within the Leadership Council um, in the city of Buffalo, throughout the community. We need more voices like yours. We need, you know, that energy from you guys. Um, we're looking forward to having, you know, the rest of your brothers um, from the Leadership Council on the podcast as well, you know. But, you know, we're certainly uh, appreciative of you guys um, for taking the time to be here today. So thank you guys again for joining the podcast. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Say Yes Buffalo, uh, the Community Foundation for Greater Buffalo, and the Greater Buffalo Racial Equity Roundtable. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio as well. So, uh, guys, thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure for me to be here today. Again, I'm the guy that's always behind the scenes, but, oh, you know. It was I, good having you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I appreciate having a conversation with you guys, you know, because uh, even though I have some 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 years on you guys you know i can learn so much from you guys i've learned so much from you guys over the last several months um that we've kind of been around each other so mm-hmm. i appreciate you guys so much from the bottom of my heart just for all the things that you're doing and, and honestly just keeping me young man <laughs> you know <laughs> i like being around y'all keep me young right you know what i mean so um, but thank y'all so much we want to thank everybody for tuning in um this is the breaking barriers podcast and we'll catch you on the next one peace